I could see fourth place, you know, it was like on the same straightaway as me. The show was over when they put me to the tail. I would have lapped the field. That's what would have happened. And, uh, and, and that would have been entertaining. Episode five, the real episode five of the high limit room, Dylan Welch, Kyle Larson, Brad sweet with you. Uh, we always start these shows off with a victory toast. Sometimes we uh, have wins that are fresh on our minds. Sometimes it's been a little bit. We have a lot of victory toast today. Uh, Kyle had like basically the perfect week. Uh, take Fucking all yeah. the money out of North Wilkesboro uh, with the truck race. Yeah, the truck race and the uh, and the all star race, and then of course his first high limit win at Wayne County. Uh, and Brad, we haven't had a show since. Uh, Brad's most recent win, which is at Williams Grove on uh, night one of the Morgan Cup, which is way more time. impressive than any of Kyle's wins. Me winning, I agree, Grove, way more impressive. So, I agree. Yeah, so cheers. Know, you're, you're basically posse now. I mean, you've won like two out of the last three races at Williams Grove. Yeah, I mean, we drove so bad. I mean, I guess you know, nowadays, but hey, how about a Millie? How about a Millie, though? I mean, that's. That's something that is pretty damn cool. So, uh, cheers. Good cheers. week for the for the high limit boys. A lot of other high uh, high roller winners too. This past weekend won a lot of races. So, uh, good week all around. Um, all right. So, Kyle, let's let's talk about North Wilkesboro real quick uh, because I thought your comments afterwards were very appropriate. We saw the Scott Bloomquist tweet and the reaction. Um, I think uh, I think you're probably right. I think you probably came pretty damn close if if things had gone differently to lapping everybody. I I, I wasn't gonna lap everybody, but uh, it might have been close though. I didn't honestly. I didn't even think we were gonna be good. Like I was running 21st or whatever in the beginning. I'm like, yeah, that's this about where I thought I was gonna run. So this is this is about right. And then yeah, we uh, we put tires on and gosh, I was like super fast and drove to the front and. and I was kind of confused the whole time because like there was other people on tires too. And I'm like, man, are they passing like I am? Um, and then, yeah, I got out to the lead and eventually got to like a almost 13 second lead. I could see fourth place, you know, it was like on the same straightaway as me. Um, so I, I wish we didn't have a, uh, have a caution there. Cause that would have been, that'd have been cool. I'd have been able to lap a, a handful more. Was that place fun to race? I mean, it looked like it. I mean, obviously, when you have a car that good, I'm sure anywhere is fun. But it looked it looked fun. Yeah, anywhere is fun when your car is that good. It was, <laughs> uh, it, was it was, um, it was enjoyable. I mean, yeah, I think maybe if my car wasn't driving good, I would have hated it. But um, it was it was fun. It was hard, you know, because it was so one lane kind of dominant. Yeah, they they put those like traction patches uh, around the bottom of the track um, at both ends and it really just made the second lane uh, non-existent after like two laps. So um, that's why it was difficult to pass, but you know, I got that line and four working for me in the truck race and then in the cup race, it worked really well. So um, I liked that, you know, that lane off of four opened up because if it wasn't for that, it would have been super hard to pass. But um, all in all, it was, it was cool because the atmosphere was great. Like to me, the racing was, could have been, even more boring than it was. And, and it still would have been a great race just because the atmosphere was unreal. Like, I don't, I don't know if I've been to a NASCAR cup series race where I've felt that sort of energy. Um, I mean the crowd literally like the front row is like on the catch fence. So, um, it was cool. It was, it was really neat. 
So yeah, that's your third million dollar all-star race win. So, uh, Brad, we can expect the high limit purses to be increased moving forward, right? <laughs> I don't know. I mean, if, if Kyle gets off his wallet, we certainly can uh, expect that. So I'm, uh, yeah, I was cheering him on because, you know, I hope that, uh, some of that money gets passed on down. <laughs> uh, well, speaking of, uh, speaking of high limit, of course, uh, we were in action, uh, a week ago now at the Wayne County Speedway in Ohio. Um, Brad, I'll, I'll uh, direct this to you first. I thought the racing start to finish was 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 top notch. I mean, I think that battle for I guess it was third at one point between like all three of the NASCARs was uh, about as good as it gets. Right. I mean, that was that was incredible. Um, three races into this year, though. So kind of evaluated, I guess, from your perspective and, and just kind of how you think things are going so far. Yeah, I mean, I think that Wayne County was our best event to date as as far as from like my standpoint, which, you know, I'm a, like, I'm looking at like operations and, you know, how we get from point A to point B throughout the night. And, and I thought that things went, you know, good. We didn't have any crazy crashes. The racing was good. We were like, you know, progressing from one event to the other event and the logistics of like how hot lots of qualifying went at Wayne County were, it was tough and like it, everybody did a good job. So I was like super happy with all that. Very proud of that. And, uh, you know, I just think there's a few things obviously uh, on the promotion side, like we did like a fan pit pass and the lines were like super long. So I didn't love that. So we're like, we learned from that. We're going to make that better for the fan experience side, but it didn't hurt anything as far as like the fans got in, they got to see everything they needed to see. Um, the racing was great and, uh, you know, the damn dice roll was still kind of a pain in my ass, but as far as, uh, all the other stuff, yeah, I was, I was happy. Not going to say there's still not room for improvement, but, uh, my perspective was I enjoyed being a race fan that night and I didn't really have to get like, uh, too stressed out and, uh, Kyle stumped the show up, but the racing behind that was, was really good. I was honestly cheering on Sheldon to to get up there and give, give Kyle a run for his money that the promoter and me really wanted to see, uh, see some excitement there, but, uh, overall, um, really good. What didn't you, what didn't you like about the dice roll? I mean, obviously we changed it up a little bit, kind of called an audible in the middle of it there. What, uh, what can be improved on that now that we've kind of changed it a little bit? Honestly, I don't know. I've been thinking a lot about how to make it more enticing. I will say the conversation of like, you know, the event, like a lot of positive, and, you know, there's a lot of people that reach out that, that I listen to and, and have like relationships within the industry, but everybody talked about the dice roll, even like my closest friends to peers, to other racers. Once, once I got to like the outlaw race, they were like, everybody talked about like what we can do to like, they, they like it. Everybody likes it. I just think we want to like come up with something that works to where like it's, it creates the excitement we're trying to create. So, um, I mean, they won't even, you know, I won't even move back one row. <laughs> I mean, yeah. What more can you do? I think, I think that's part of it, right? Is that, yeah, that's part of it, right? Though, is that like you do something different every night that kind of keeps well, that, people on their toes. Well, yeah. that big, that big, scary guy in that white 57 was just lurking there in third. So it, it, it made my job hard to entice him to move back because nobody wants to start behind him. Let's be honest. I mean, $32,000 to the two guys that were going, they, they haven't won a lot of races. So, they were both just looking at me like, you're not getting us off the front row. It's our only chance is to keep them behind us. We're not going to let them go in front of us. So I knew it was an uphill battle. The thing about the dice roll that people have to understand is it's like 
there's not some big pool of money that we're like that like we're trying to give away like we're legit like if we it's just kyle and i want to like entice people and if they do win the money like yeah we'll have to pay it out of our pockets but but we're good with it like we like it we want to create some excitement and and phil's a great supporter and he put and he's put some you know great sponsorship into our our program so you know it but there's not some crazy amount of pool of money so we just want to make sure that like uh whoever takes the dice roll um you know they they are realize that like they have a a chance to make some extra money that that it makes it fun for the fans it creates some entertainment value and i knew it was going to be tough with the, with the people on the front row so really we're waiting for the day that kyle gets on the front row rolls to 12 and then we can all uh we can all see if he can actually do it or not i was nervous like i tried my ass off to get to second i mean you could see it <laughs> yeah. hard. and um but then i was like I mean, it would have been hard. Like if, if there was a nine through 12, like it would have been hard for even me. You to- don't, you don't have a choice. <laughs> you do not have a choice. Like, I'm sorry. You just want a million dollars. It doesn't matter what the dice says. You're oh, going. I'm points, <laughs> I'm points racing. <laughs> points racing. Yeah. Shit. You have, I mean, we got to pay double points with it too. I'll, I'll say if, if fans, we got a lot of good feedback last week. Uh, I think the thing that might have worked well was we give them the you know the first and second the shot to to do a few things and then like whatever the dice says we just we give that guy the extra chance like the third option is somebody's going for the dirt dice roll unless that dice is my number where I start <laughs> and you roll if it, it. If, if it says where the fifty seven starts then that's when I look I give Wakapedia the look and he just the cameraman's got to zoom up real quick and we just kick it a little bit but no hey we'll give you a chance to make some extra money. So if you can put on a show, let's, let's see it, you know? Are you, so if you, Kyle, when, I mean, it's inevitably going to happen, right? You get, you finish first or second, the dash. Are you just, have you just made up your mind that whatever you roll, you're going to, whatever's rolled, you're going to take. I mean, is it even a question at this point? I don't think I'm allowed to say, I don't think you are either. I might not even get the chance to roll. It's probably, there's probably, yeah. Oh yeah. He's Brad, Brad, what if we just make a 57 dice and we just roll that and that's where Kyle starts. Well, that's when I give Wakapiti like the wink, wink. And he just pulls out these special two dice that are in his back pocket and there's sixes on all the corners. So it doesn't matter what he does. It's a 12. <laughs> Tough crowd, Kyle. I know. Well, we want to see it. Hey, I, 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 I think that's fine. As long as when the 49 runs top two at the Lernerville, in the dash then he's got to yeah, start we got the four we have the 49 dice on backup on yeah. standby there well, i'll make sure i run third then in the dash <laughs> you gotta, sometimes you got to be a little bit smarter <laughs> we'll give walk yeah. the wink wink too whenever it rolls <laughs> the 49th number hey okay we'll exclude the fifty thousand win race because apparently that you know we don't want to mess with that but when we get to the twenty three thousand win shows then we'll uh then we'll have the special 57 dice. But honestly, I just, I just, the whole thing about the dice rolls is, is we want to give people a chance to make a little extra money. And if they're willing to take the risk, they do it. You know how we did it. Wayne County is good though. Like it's still like yeah. the crowd still has somebody to cheer, you know, cheer for. Like when it, yeah. when it, I mean, and Aaron Reitzel probably had no clue that it was <laughs> happening and was, I'm sure pumped and probably ran harder than he would have. Uh, yeah. So yeah, yeah, I'm sure the crowd kept an extra eye on him as well. Yeah, and he was honestly going for $41,000 cuz like he was 32 plus the three bounty if he beat Shelton plus uh plus the 6,000 we threw on top. So I mean that's pretty cool for a guy 
that, you know, just gets to go out there and just like, we're just throwing the extra, extra money on top of the incentives that they can, if they can figure it out. So either way, I think it's cool. I think what we're trying to do, you know, makes a lot of sense no matter how we get there. I guess we just got to kind of figure it out. Yep. We'll get there. Um, Kyle, in, in all seriousness to win, you know, a race with the high limit series, I know that was important to you to get done eventually, but um, you know, how did that feel to, to finally get one? Well, it felt, it felt really good, obviously to, to win a high paying race. I mean, 32 grand, you know, I haven't won too many more races uh, that pay more than that. So, you know, that really helps out. You know, I know everybody complains about me having money or whatever, but Paul Silva, you know, we, we split the winnings and, you know, he does this for a living. So it, uh, it really means a lot to me when I can, when we can win a big race like that. And I know that it's going, it's go, it goes a long way for him. So, um, yeah, no, it was special. And I think too, just being able to like, get out of the car and thank the fans watching at the racetrack and watching on flow, you know, for, for just supporting us and, and getting to talk about why we do this, you know, let everybody know how, how hard Brad works and JP and Wikipedia, you guys, everybody works on this deal because we have such a passion for it. So, um, you know, just having that opportunity to, to thank them in victory lane was, was pretty neat. Kyle, uh, Justin Sanders and Justin Peck, the top three, uh, I think we need to talk about Brian Brown real quick too. Uh, he's leading the Tezos passing masters award winner, the, the hard charger award winner plus 21 in the feature. Crazy. Yeah. We need to get him qualified better. Brown's used to going backwards. Like he's I never going <laughs> forward in the future. I mean, yeah. look, like, he's, he's, I mean, you could, you could pick like a month of racing for him and he's minus 40 some spots. Now, you know, he's plus 40 something. So like, I don't know God who the Brown is. I know he's got like a, a mullet or something right now, but <laughs> he does. Uh, he's got the, he's got the, the short sides with like the curly mullet going yeah, on. I don't know who this guy is in the, the 21, but, but he he's good right now. He's passing cars. That's, that's rare. Never see that happen. <laughs> oh man, that's a that is that's rough a, from man. the top rope there. He was and he was just around the around the little white tires around the bottom at Wayne County. That's like everyone's just eating off the wall. When I when they were reading the running order like on the race receivers and they like the twenty one was kept inching up. I'm like, well, I know where he's running, so <laughs> I know when he gets the second, I'm probably in trouble because I can't run down there. So um, no, it was cool to see. Like, I mean, I'm I'm busting his balls, but like. When a guy, when you see a guy pass so many cars like that multiple times, I mean, Eldora, he passed a lot of cars at the Outlaw Show. Uh, he's obviously passed, you know, 40 something cars in the high limit races, you know, this year. Like when you see a guy doing that, that's not typically known for going forward. Um, I think it's cool. So like, I'm like, again, I'm busting his balls, but I'm, I mean, it as a compliment um, because yeah, him and his team are doing really good now and um i know he's he's got a great operation great partners and um i'm sure he's having a blast you know passing people yeah they're rolling right now no doubt no doubt about that um kyle i want to talk quickly with you about your trip to ims last week i was there obviously you were there for uh a day on you get dylan in a high limit fire suit for his uh broadcast booth he looks good (laughs) i uh well you know they were I was trying to get Townsend, you know, he was talking about you racing and winning. I was trying to get him to talk, you know, pump us up a little bit, but um, I got to work on that a little bit. But um, in all seriousness, you know, obviously you're going to run the 500 next year with Aaron McLaren. 
they've been super fast this month. Um, you know, great shot to win this year. But what did you think of of kind of being immersed with the team for a day and and kind of getting to experience that and preview, you know, what you're going to get to do next year? Yeah, I mean, I was, you know, just barely kind of behind the scenes, really. You know, it was kind of a quick day. I feel like I did a lot of media really more than anything while I was there. But um, it was good just to go and, and kind of just – see stuff, see how they have it laid out, you know, um, their hospitality area is super nice, you know, where they feed the teams and drivers and stuff. And, um, you know, hearing that the drivers have like their own or like the chef cooks them their own meals, like even stuff like that, like is good to like, at least have a plan for, um, seeing their, their engineering room, like where they had their, you know, pre-meetings, post-practice meetings, stuff like that, garage layouts, um, just getting an idea of all that, I think, is the small stuff that you don't really think that you would want to even or need to think about. But um, having some awareness about where things are laid out before I go next year, I think will will help the surprise of stuff. And and I wasn't planning on going back, but I'm I'm actually going to be able to go back now Sunday. I want to like after going there, I was like, man, I really need to come Sunday for the race and and just get reminded how crazy it is see you know where the drivers go where they hang out what they do you know marketing people media people like all of that just so i'm not like as overwhelmed next year on race day so um i think just all of that stuff was good to see obviously i got to go from like i don't know what they call them pit boxes or whatever but pit boxes the pit boxes of the team and kind of plug the radios in and listen how they communicate and and obviously you know it's it's practice they have lots of practice so it's like super laid back but um just cool to hear the the them talk i still don't know the difference between understeer and oversteer so (laughs) they're gonna have to get used to me saying loose or tight but uh no i'm looking for the experience and like being there and gosh seeing how freaking fast they go like i've never been in the outside of the track to watch an indy car go around the track but I went to the spotter stand in turn one at the end of the day and dude, it's wild. So um, it's a bit, bit nerve wracking when you really get to think about it, but um, I think I'm, I'm ready for it. Speed is uh, all relative though, at that point. Right. I mean, there's probably people that think you guys go in 140 or where, you know, wherever you go on the fast dirt tracks is probably crazy I, too. Oh, but dude, I was talking to Ricky before, I don't know, the all-star race or something that night. And I, we were talking about Indy. I was like, man, like I remember going to Indy when we're on the oval and have like a 9 a.m. practice and you feel like you're hauling ass in the turn <laughs> one stock car. And we're going like, well, I don't know, 190 something. <laughs> like, I can't yeah. imagine going 241 or two miles an hour into turn one. Like that's, it's going to feel crazy. Like the straightaways are going to, I imagine, feel so much shorter than what I'm used to going around there. So, um, I don't know. I, I, I'm, I'm sure, I'm sure. And I hope it's going to feel relative you know, because the grip, like you're going to have so much more grip, but dude, like their are, they, are, are sketchy. Do they run wide open? Like qualifying four laps? Yeah. Ideally. All, all, yeah. Ideally. Tight and have to bail a little bit, but yeah, they're, yeah. they're wide open. What about like race pace? Like is the whole thing pretty much wide open? They li- they lift during the race yeah. quite a bit. And when you're in traffic, like I watch them onboard, like they lift a lot, you know, to save fuel. Because I think the big, the really the 
to win the 500, it's, it's kind of obviously track position, but to get that track position, you have to save a lot of fuel to have a shorter pit stop to kind of leapfrog the guys you're racing, which is very similar to like our super speedway racing, but yeah, they'll lift like super early down the straightaway and coast in the corners. Like it's, but they're only doing it because they're distracting. Like they don't have to. Like they can run wide open. Like they're distracting. I, I mean, they couldn't. I don't think they can run wide open in traffic. But um, and maybe I don't know in the lead if they can or not. But um, no. we'll find huh. out. <laughs> Man, we're gonna all be cheering you on. I can tell you that. That's crazy yeah. and exciting. I'm I'm excited to see it. I'm excited. It's so cool being there too. Like, and maybe it's just the Indy 500 thing, but like. It the hospitality stuff, the setups are just unreal. Like it is so nice. Like it, it reminded me of being like Abu Dhabi at the F1 race. You know, like the hospitality, the money that is spent there is crazy. I mean, it's one of the. I mean, it's the biggest race in the world. I mean, it's the Indy 500. I mean, it's 300 and something thousand people. There's, I don't know that there's many sporting events in the whole wide world that are nice. as you know. It might be the. Is it in the top three or five? It's the biggest. Yeah, it's the, the biggest, biggest single day right? sporting event in the world. I think yeah, after I mean, my sister goes and sees how nice everything is, she's probably gonna want me to just swap over to IndyCar racing. <laughs> <laughs> Less well, races, better hospitality, all that. <laughs> well, you get to race a little more dirt, you know. Maybe, maybe you could even go race some F one or something. Who knows? I wish. <laughs> Brad, did you ever? Did you ever want to run the five hundred? Did you ever have any aspirations to do that? I mean, are you asking me? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah, I mean. Who wouldn't? I mean, that's that's the pinnacle, you know, whether you're an IndyCar fan or not. Like, the great American race is something we all grew up on, I, I think. I mean, if you're any sort of racing family or, you know, that was like, it was just like, it kind of turned towards NASCAR. But, yeah, any chance to run the Indy 500, absolutely. And be a part of that, like, it's crazy. I'm, I'm actually super pumped to see Kyle. And I think it's so cool that, like, he's so versatile that, like, I think he'll draw so much attention from like, I'm definitely like, you're not related. I'm actually like, I was actually, I I was going to ask you, but like, I don't know how many spotters you get, but like, you know, maybe I could be a spotter. Let's get Big Cat in the turn three spotter stand. Yeah. Like, I mean, I'm actually, I want to actually be that engaged into it because uh, I'm living a little bit vicariously through you on this. Uh, But I do think it's cool. And I think what you're going to do for the 500 is, uh, I don't think they, they even understand what you're going to do for the 500. So I'm, I think it's really cool. Uh, the fact that you, uh, you know, are willing to, to go do everything you do and then, and then go around the 500. I mean, a lot of people are a little, you know, it's a little bit maybe scary to some people because it's so foreign and you know, they, there are some big wrecks there and things like that. But I just think that you'll do super good. I'm super excited to see it. I hope so. <laughs> Um, are you just kind of like watching them this month too? Does that make you even more excited to be in one of their cars? I mean, things change obviously in a year, but they're pretty damn good. Yeah, for sure. Like seeing how, and yeah, I feel like Indy, you know, every couple years kind of changes slightly. And I, and I think next year, don't they have like a new hybrid engine or something coming? They're supposed to. Yeah. yeah. Um, so who knows? It could be a lot different, but yeah, it's like it's fun watching them and, and seeing how fast they are listening to their communication, like how happy they are with how the car is handling. Um, I know like Felix Rosenquist, he seemed like very, very happy with his car. So, um, yeah. And then, you know, them all qualifying in the the top 12, 
yeah, I mean, it, it honestly makes you wish that you're like, shoot, I wish I <laughs> this year because I don't know what, how it's going to be next year, you know, but um, it seems like they've closed the gap to Ganassi. So um, where I would say Ganassi last year was quite a bit better than the field, it seems. So this year, I feel like McLaren and, and Ganassi are pretty equal. So um, I think it's going to be a great race on Sunday, and I don't really know who's going to win. And, um, yeah, I'm obviously cheering for McLaren and uh, hoping that they can – keep their stuff running good for a whole nother year. Shameless plug. You can watch at 11 a.m. on NBC. Uh, I'll be there uh, on Sunday. Um, (laughs) (laughs) All right. uh, Back to high limit stuff next week. uh, Back in action at the Granite City or uh, at Tri-City Speedway in Granite City, Illinois. Wednesday, May the 31st. We talked about it on the last show, but uh, busy week there with us on Wednesday. And there's a lot of other racing going on, of course, in addition to uh, NASCAR being in action uh, at gateway. So, uh, you guys have both won there in a midget in, uh, in, uh, I guess the heyday of gold crown. Right. So, uh, and then Brad, you raced there last month, uh, with the outlaws. So, uh, I guess, Brad, we can start with you since you've raced there this year, what's that place like to, to race on and, and, you know, what can we expect to see maybe next week? Yeah, it was, uh, it was a tricky track. Uh, you know, I didn't really remember a lot from my midget days. It, it seemed different you know, good bit different in a wing sprint car, obviously you get going a lot faster and and things feel a lot different, but, um, you know, I felt like the patchy grip, like where there's grip, you feel extreme grip. And then when you hit the slick patches, it's, it's, it's really slick. So, um, you know, it created some good racing. I I think David gravel kind of kicked our butts, but, um, you know, they reworked the track a little and like, we're kind of on the bottom for a second and, and then it really got racy and, uh, honestly, my car was pretty good early and, and I kind of actually faded a little bit, um, you know, late in the race, but I remember that, uh, it got, it got really slick. So, uh, qualifying seemed really heavy, really fast and, and the cars were really tight. And then by the end of the night, it was slick. So I look forward to, uh, you know, seeing some great racing. It seems like they, they have that track pretty dialed and it was smooth um, you know, created a lot of good racing. So I'm excited to see what, uh, what the high limit group can do, uh, from the infield there. Yeah. It's a three eighths mile. So it's, it's a big place, but, uh, I always have kind of felt like it races like a smaller racetrack. I mean, it, it's not, it doesn't like, it's not like it gets real, you know, fast and spread out. It, it's pretty racy. I mean, um, Kyle, I, I don't know how much you've raced there in, in wing sprint car stuff too, but, um, what do you think of that place? Do you like it? Yeah, I like it a lot. Um, I've never raced here in a wing sprint car, a uh, few midget races, a couple late model races. Um, led some, I led, I actually led a good portion of the late model race last year when I, I think I did double duty with the midget and late model that night. And, and I hit the wall by myself down the straightaway in the late model and probably was going to win that night. Um, but no, it's uh it's fun, you know, like Brad said, it gets really like the slick is really slick and in the grip, like it's I don't know, it's got weird like trenches of of traction, you know, through the through the corners. So you can you can nail it, you can try and like run the bottom or middle to get by somebody, nail it, and then try to get in the next lap and miss it by an inch and you're like hung in the slick. So um and then off of four, I mean I don't know, like when you're running the top, I don't know if there's like a sketchier corner than turn four at, at Tri-City. You know, that wall, it comes out, you know, sharp and like the way that the lights cast over the track, it's it's got a shadow, so you can't really see it. You know, it's covered in some dirt. Um, 
so it makes it it makes it fun and technical i've smoked that wall in a midget before um <laughs> off of four so i look forward though to running a sprint car there you know it's uh watch the outlaw race qualifying looked like a lot of fun um the main event looked fun too you know it one and two got against the fence really slick to the wall and then three and four you could kind of work some different lanes so i hope they have the track similar um i know last year when i went for the or or i think i was racing late model and, and moa was racing it was like full lockdown rubber so um you know i i imagine you with it being the first race of the week the track should be good too so um look forward to that and uh yeah hopefully can stretch the point lead a little bit Right. Jeez. I hope the crowd shows up. <laughs> I hope we have a I hope we have a big crowd. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, crowd be there. the crowd last year when I was there, every night I ran every night last year. And it was packed. So, you know, yeah. it's a hotbed for dirt racing down there. They yeah. love it. And it leads yeah. into the cup weekend too. Yeah. So I think it's I think it's good. Do you guys have any do you guys remember anything about your gold crown races? Do you remember do you have any good memories from those weekends or anything that sticks out to you or not really? Honestly, like for me, like I I won um you know the first couple races, but I will say like that was one of the first times that like I got to race against like Kyle Larson in a midget. Like like we like we were always go cars and like he came out and, and then like I came kind of came back to race a midget. And that was the first time that I ever thought like, like the cushion was on the fence. I just remember thinking like, there's no way that this guy can run, like bounce off the fence like this every lap. And he did. And I just remember thinking like, I've never really seen anything like that. Like I actually remember thinking that and not to, you know, like say, you know, first is bubble or whatever, but he, like, that was the time that I think I realized like, yeah, he might, like he might be pretty damn good. Yeah, you know, that's and that's gold crown. So I remember that at that moment, that was something I actually remember uh, pretty clearly. I, I remember that weekend too. Like I remember being excited. You know, like Brad said, I think I don't know if we ever really raced with each other until that yeah. point. You know, maybe maybe like an outlaw race or something. If I ever ran, you know, gold cup, if you were there. But um, yeah, I remember getting to like be really excited to run against Brad Sweet and a midget. Um, <laughs> I think that too. That weekend was. You ran the Fox Brothers sprint car. Fox and sprint car, but what major? I can't remember what major. Were you in? You were in Binnick. Were you in Binnick? Yeah, that you know that was like a one-off thing. I kept, I came back, but yeah, yeah you were you were in uh, Keith and Pete's, obviously. You know, it was, it was it was a lot of fun. <laughs> frolic, I think, was even kind of around then. <laughs> I, yeah, I, I remember, remember I hearing good frolic frolic gold crown stories I remember, out. I remember we all rode in a in a van to uh like dave and busters like brady had a, a van with no seats in the back or anything and i remember oh, yeah. got yeah. in the back of the van and <laughs> drove all the way to not all the way i guess but to st louis and and went to dave and busters or something and it was fun you know that was that was like probably like the beginning of me getting to like hang out you know and, and make friends in in you know that reason, I guess, because I, I was stuck in Columbus, so I didn't really get to hang out with people until until that weekend. I felt like before Caitlin came around, came around and ruined it all. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Just she was a uh, she looked a little rocky on her shotgun on on Sunday night. We need to get her. We need to. This is her. This start is her prime. This yeah, is I her know. prime shotgunning. But That's yeah, she looked like, like, since about then that she's done a shotgun. So she was she was definitely rusty. She 
She didn't have the proper tools, I don't think, to... Uh, that is true. She was using her hard card, which I respected I the hell out of. I was of. watching her like, you're just like, you're making a fool of yourself. Like, they're all waiting on you, waiting on you. <laughs> and, uh, and just chugged it. So that was that was good. Three, yeah. three, not bad I for... Her, I told her, you know, because for also race, they do like fun driver intros with your pit crew and stuff. And like, you could, I'm telling you, like the atmosphere was crazy. So I told her, I was like, man, this place would go nuts if you got on the stage during driver... Oh, yeah shotgun to beer and uh i don't know if she wasn't down for it just like i think she, she didn't just wanted you to win the. she just wanted you to win the millie first yeah. and then she was gonna do it so yeah, it was good it worked out yeah it did that was cool it was fun to watch her beer sponsorship yeah yeah, yeah. what's her what's her beer of choice uh i don't know i think she's she's related to brad sweet and non sweet so any beer we're not that picky, to be honest. Say, hey. <laughs> We're not that picky, especially a beer that wants to, you know, wants yeah, to. Pay the wants to and... Yeah, you'll take any beer that wants to sponsor. <laughs> yeah, you did end up shotgunning a uh, uh, one of Michael Waltrip's beers in Victory Lane, so he was. That's cool. About that. That's awesome. Uh, we should probably talk about dirt on Flow Racing uh, episode two. I think is is airing live right now as we speak. Uh, Brad makes an appearance in episode one. Um, have you guys watched it? What do you, what do you think of, uh, of Brad's debut here on, uh, on the big screen? I've seen it. Have you seen it, Brad? I, I haven't. It's hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. I, you know, we're in my shop and we're doing all this, like, I mean, it was hours of like, just basically an interview and, and then they plug it all in throughout the episodes, but we get talking about you and I'm like, oh yeah, you know, Brad sweet. And then it like cuts from Brad sweet and it goes straight to you running onto the stage after you won Kings Row. You're like, <laughs> grand. And like, that's my brother-in-law. <laughs> I wonder what I would say if I want a Millie. I know. Yeah. Oof. No, There's only cool. one way to find out. Yeah. Yeah. No. So, so I got to watch it. What I like to do with shows is I, I got to get like a few episodes built up because I can't wait. You know, I got to just watch it all together, but you know, I've heard a lot of great things about it. I've seen a little bit of highlights here and there, so I'm excited. Yeah, it is awesome. Flow Films Department doing great work. Um, there's a lot of other great stuff on there too. The Bettenhausen documentary is uh, fantastic. So if you haven't watched that, check it out. All right, uh, last thing here: hold them or fold them. Um, it's the long-awaited. Uh, Brad has a has a fold them that he's brought to the table this weekend that we're very excited <laughs> about. Uh, we're holding the crown cars on the Belleville half mile. Um, I don't know that there's anything cooler than the big cars, you know, banging the guardrail at Belleville. Um, and a great race too. They were USAC uh, silver crown cars in action this past weekend. Crazy race. Uh, yeah. All right, Brad, your time to shine. What is your fold them this week? Uh, fold them. Um, I think that we should fold them. If you've won uh, a million dollar race, you cannot participate or especially when another million dollar race in the same season. So I think Kyle winning the all-star million excludes him from uh, participating uh, in the million to win at, at Eldora. And we'll definitely, uh, whatever the fans, as long as they agree, um, you know, it has to stick and, and Kyle will stand by it. The fan vote is, uh, is into effect is coming into effect here. If that's the, if that's the case, then I guess, you know, Ricky being a car owner, Sheldon, Sheldon can't run for a million either. So well, Sheldon can, but he just can't drive Ricky's car. If 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 we're saying that, but I don't know. I mean, you just you can't take all the money. 
Why not? Davenport did much. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we I guess we just gotta beat you, but uh yeah. I I actually hope you don't win uh the million. So I'm just gonna be honest. So even if, if you can't win, you don't want me to win? Um I wouldn't say that. I just wanna win. So I don't really if I don't win, I honestly don't care who wins and I'll just be sad that I didn't win, you know, because uh, that's how I do it for big races. I'm 49 much better in the last 25% of the races. If he wants to win the million, you can be going backwards, man. What's, what's wrong. It, don't worry. We don't, this time of year. We don't, I, I don't, I don't, I don't really. Caitlin, I, I, she always gives me crap. Cause I cheer for Carson over Brad. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, come on, Brad. And so, so, so what you're saying is I'm finally on seven. So, what the heck? If I'm doing bad enough, you're finally cheering for me. Yeah, I cheer for the underdog. Yeah, yeah. No, uh, yeah, I will say that we we got a little off this weekend. Um, we've, we've had a good season. Like, we've been kind of pretty good, like, for a little bit. But we have been a little too hit or miss. So, um, I don't know. I, I honestly have a really hard time. I get really, really excited once it's time to get excited. So I, I think it's okay right now. Honestly, I like a little maybe adversity and maybe a little searching. Uh, you can, you know, you can kind of have a bad May, but uh, in sprint car racing, we all know it's it's June, July, and August. So uh, I firmly believe the Forty Nine will will be continuing at the Kings Royal, the the Houston's High Banks Nationals. Uh, you know, every race that we're, that we're going to go to, um, the million, uh, Knoxville nationals, Kings Royals, all, all those, I think the 49 will be, be ready to go. And, uh, you know, I think that's just part of searching with your race car. I think you and Paul know, I mean, it's, it's really hard, like, especially when you want to figure things out for those months, I think you do search a little bit. And I think that's what we're doing a little bit. It's just, we're trying to clear, clear up a few things between me and the crew chief. And, uh, you know, so we haven't been perfect, but we'll get better for sure. All right. Um, any Belleville memories from you guys, you guys are both Belleville champions. I don't want to bury that lead too much, but, um, it's a special place, isn't it? There's a lot, I'm sure there's actually probably a lot of memories from the fair and that sort of thing that we probably can't share, but that's a, it's a cool place. I will say it was really cool to see the the big cars and and uh, that move on that Justin Grant and Brady how they met off turn four that, that was crazy to think that that's silver crown cars that looked that didn't look like silver crown racing so I think that was that was pretty cool and I give Justin credit and, and Brady credit for for coming out of that okay because that was that was tight racing but uh, really cool yeah for me I mean. I honestly, I don't like remember. I, I obviously I remember the racing part of Belleville when I ran there in 2011, but I don't remember much other than that. Like I, now that you say the fair, I'm like, oh yeah, I guess there was a fair going on. Um, I've got a, I've got a great Belleville fair story that I'll have to share off air because it's extremely inappropriate. Like, you know, that was probably the first time I got to take a picture with a trophy girl in bikini. So like, I was pumped about that, you know, for me at, at Belleville, like Brian, you know, he was like the dominant guy there for a few years. And he was, you know, it was, I just remember, I just wanted to beat him so bad because he was like so cocky, you know, leading into, leading in like a whole month before Belleville. All I heard about, oh yeah, Belleville, you know, it's where it separates the men from the boys and you got to run against the fence and this and that. And 
da, da, da. like he already had the race won in his mind and like i was so pumped when i beat him both nights um like that was that was like a moment you know for me and you know obviously you know unfortunately what happened to brian now at belleville like for me to have that memory that i conquered not only the track but beat probably one of the best drivers at that place um you know, it means a lot. And I was so jacked up, like pulling a victory. And I, you know, I don't obviously pay for the bills, but I was rev checking that thing. Yeah. So hard. <laughs> my, my, I remember my leg cramped up in the seat and like, I had a knot on my hip for like a week after the race. So, um, no, Belleville was cool. And, um, just a, a sketchy place. Like I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm glad that I only had to go there one time and, you know, we won and, and, you know, hadn't raced there again. I mean, I would love to race there again. You know, I feel like I love big tracks and midgets, but, um, I I'm okay at the same time to, to not, to not have to race there. I want to watch others race there for sure. Cause Belleville, the half mile, I mean, Brian is right. Like it, it does separate, you know, the men from the boys. Yeah. I actually, honestly, Brian, me and him had some great battles there. You know, you say that it brings back some good memories. It was right before you kind of, you came like, I won in 08 and then me and Brian in nine and 10 had like epic battles. Like we were slide jobbing each other and he actually won both of them, which pissed me off at the time, but uh, they were great races. And and like, we both had a lot of respect for each other. Then, yeah. Then you came in, I think one in 11 and then, uh, yeah. So Belleville, I just remember that was, uh, th- that was the place. Like if you could win the Belleville nationals, it was like, you were, you were going places and it kind of worked, you know, it, a lot of, a lot of great, uh, drivers have won Belleville, but like you said, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm good with it being uh big cars now for sure. And I, and I agree too. Like after I was, you know, obviously <laughs> like I wanted to beat Brian so bad and, and I said he was cocky leading up to it. Like, <laughs> after I won, I felt like I did gain like a new level of respect from him. You know, I felt like he yeah. respected me a lot more after, you know, I was able to beat him um, at that place. So miss race yeah. with him for sure. You know, he was a great competitor and who knows, you know, where he would be at right now in his racing career. Wait, yep. We certainly miss him. That's for sure. Yep. He was one of the best. Belleville's a crazy place too. Um, good stuff, guys. All right. I think that's all we got. Um you ever raced there, Dylan? Are you kidding me? I'm not brave enough for that place. <laughs> I'd be I'd be on the quarter mile. I'm I'm good. <laughs> I'm good down there. <laughs> I don't need to I don't need to be on the half mile. Although I did like I did like big tracks on the pave in the pavement midget stuff. I was I was pretty good on the big track stuff there. Yeah. Um in fact, when you you probably don't I don't even know if you remember this. When you were quick time in Milwaukee in the Silver Crown car, I was quick time in the midget. Really? Yep. That was back before you were Kyle Larson. You were just driving for Keith Coons at this point. Too, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I mean, seriously. Yeah. All right. Um, good stuff, guys. Like I said, appreciate it. Uh, Granite City next week, Tri-City Speedway, Wednesday, May the 31st. Um, High Limit Series back in action. Kyle's going to try to extend his points lead and uh, be race number four of the 2023 season. So hope to see everybody there. And if you can't be there, you can check it out on Flow Racing. As always, guys, thank you again. And uh, we'll see you in St. Louis.